1: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Habs HabsNet. It's been postponed one day so we can watch the draft uh, insider video from the Montreal Canadians to have just a little bit more content. Uh, but before I embarrass Mason, Mason, how
1: are you? How's the weather, brother? Oh, Lord. I'm doing well, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Corey asks that because we tried recording yesterday we and this guy started talk talking about. about the weather well dude Two i'm minutes excited minutes do you intro. understand how nice it is we're no we're not doing this we're no stop <laughs> um anyway yeah i know things have been going good um oh, just shit. watched the um abs draft video during the premiere fresh off the press so yeah i'm excited to talk about that and uh you know wrap things up here and just get ready to get past the post the the, the off season sorry, and start getting into preseason getting into the regular season it's an exciting time in the lead up to a uh, meaningful hockey chatter
0: heard that um so yeah let's just start off there um you know it wasn't as long as last year's uh i think it sat in just shy of uh nine minutes maybe no i'm sorry fucking 19 so so actually no it's about the same last year's was what 22 minutes this one's
1: no last year's was longer was it really
0: i feel like it was like 25 minutes somewhere around that 22 25 minutes um i would think it would be longer with the first overall pick there's just so much you know footage they could honestly use for 20
1: 22 minutes last year
0: okay so not bad um I felt it was a little centered, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, what's your overall opinion about it, Mason? Do you felt like you kind of understood the room a little bit more or anything like that?
1: Honestly, it was a lot of the same bullshit, I think. Um, this one didn't show. I think last season's was awesome because we. It was so in depth. A number of year. things, because it was, it was a trailblazer, right? Like it's the first mm-hmm. time we got to see into the mind of the draft room. We already kind of know. We've had a full year with them. Again, we know what they're thinking. We know what they're saying. But also the excitement of the first overall pick. But so, like, it was bound to be a little less entertaining. However, I do think that part of what made it a little upsetting for me, not upsetting, but less enjoyable, was that some of the things they were repeating made me cringe a little bit stuff that i'm not necessarily of the same philosophy the same mind um hearing them talk about especially one quote talk about going for the best skill and then looking at some of the, <laughs> the draft picks they've taken it makes me wonder if that like if that's if they're just saying that for the cameras right Mm -hmm. Um, or if they're truly just not evaluating talent in the way that I would, but you know, I do think it was still interesting, and it's an insightful watch. Like you get to see exactly what uh the team is doing, and I don't know that any of the other NHL teams in the league do a video like this. I that's not something I've looked into, but Arizona's um last year was fantastic.
0: Oh, they did something similar? Um, so last year was honestly the first year I've ever really seen anything like this. And the other teams I've stumbled upon, ours, I mean, obviously we were, you know, we we have these bookmarked and stuff like that. You know, we get alerts. But um, last year was the first year that I actually saw, like, multiple teams, like, take on this this idea. And it was it was really interesting to watch, you know, because, you know, you, you get to see, like you were saying, uh, like, the talk in the room, like where everyone's heads are in a sense you know like what are the what are their key goals or values that they're looking for at this specific draft and all of that um arizona had a really good one last year i remember there was a couple other teams but arizona's was great um they more or less got everybody (laughs) that they wanted
1: yeah well regardless I, i do think it's a cool thing to watch and yeah, well, why don't we just get some like started talking about some of the things we heard? I know you um, in before the brief, we
0: we'll do talk. one comment. This reminded me, Mason, you were young. So I feel like you might have watched this. Uh, do you remember? It's like 2015 season, maybe 2016 when they had like the Habs 24-7. And it was just like it every week, I believe, or every other day there was an episode um, and it just followed the team. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, like a little bit before preseason and then to the end of the season. Um, That's what this reminded me of. And I wish we could get back to that. Like, I I miss being able to watch that uh, continuously and keep up with stuff like a little bit easier for people that are like out of market.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, (laughs) funny, funny. Like you said, I was I was in high school. In that year, Corey. So whatever, um, dude. I I, I think that I young. think of
0: you as being like a, a child, and I'm sorry.
1: Um, but no, I do remember that series, and I think this is part of a, a way for the halves to kind of get back into that. Um. But yeah, um, before we begin, something funny just to uh, just to kind of mention, um, the video has just dropped 37 minutes ago, and uh, trending in Canada right now is Mishkov so you can tell <laughs> how some fans are t- taking this video i mean of course we kind of knew that was going to happen it's it's funny it's no coincidence um that he's now trending but honestly less i had let took less input um from this video about the fifth overall pick and the, the Ryanbacker selection we saw a little bit of justification as to why the Habs did that but and some of the reasoning and thought process but a lot of the analysis and a lot of the the speaking we got to see was um regarding the Jacob Fowler pick and uh I wanted to know what your thoughts were on that Corey
0: I'm sorry I'm laughing because you screenshotted the horse guy from last year and you tweeted about it
1: (laughs) yeah we're gonna get into that too
0: (laughs) um now in the as I was watching it, I felt like it was like you were saying, didn't have a lot about the number one, fi- the number fifth pick, uh, the number five pick. Jesus Christ, dude. Um, anyway, but it's kind of refreshing that we got to see an um, someone that they're very confident in. Um, and I kind of towards the end liked that a lot more because I felt like we're already aggravated. Uh, where wherever you stand with uh David Reinbacher, um it was awesome that it wasn't just an entire video of them pleading with the fans as to why this was a good pick um and to instead isolate and show someone that they believe is like the next fucking the next thing. So uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought uh, I mean, it's mainly about Jacob Fowler and he seems awesome. He seems really awesome.
1: Yeah, I really liked um when they were doing his interview and he was talking about uh sitting in a suit for hours not getting drafted in the OHL or USHL. Mm-hmm. Um I thought that whole little like spiel he went on there was pretty interesting. Um you got to see like the competitive fire that he clearly possesses and Jacob Fowler is not a player that I had any sort of knowledge of to be honest um Mm -hmm. going into the draft I was so focused on the top end that I didn't really get um and I'm not a goalie guy I'm just not I'm it was kind of a I don't know what you want to say like kind of an unknown for me I'm not I'm just not a goalie guy but we did get to see um you know kind of some stuff on him afterwards and I, I think it made me pretty optimistic about the pick um third round like a guy that i don't know like apparently a lot of guys said could be a very very good goalie but then this you know video and seeing not only his competitive fire but the way the scouts were talking about and one of the guys passionately saying you know he has literally always been the best goalie in every the high
0: the highest percentage in
1: every league save percentage yeah like and if you look at his stats, you can see that, too. He has been a winner and a great goalie at every level. And, yeah, I thought this um, video that the Habs have put out here has really kind of, like, sold me on that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you can No, tell that, I think they, that's – they made it
0: – what I took away from it is that they worked really hard to make me feel like – uh jacob fowler was a steal and the next coming you know um and they sold me i'm on board um his fire i mean you just about mentioned everything that he said you know in the little bit that we got to see um but his passion and his drive i love that i love seeing that in a goalie i don't really follow goalies that much kind of like you said um for for him to have like what I would see a you know a forward, uh, anyone that's not in goal to have that type of passion, to want to be uh you know like a a big name on the ice, uh to see that in a goalie that was really uh, awakening and reminded me of the attitude, hang on, Jesus just sneezed um, reminded me of like a like a Patrick Wah type of attitude like, you know. I don't know, Patrick was like younger stories, but just that attitude and cockiness of like, look, I'm going to get it done. Um, this is, this is the path I took to get here. And, and I didn't get it handed. Love that. Love that. in his character is fantastic. And he did an interview after, after he got drafted uh, as a goalie. And it, it wasn't just like, I'm very excited to be here. This is tremendous. My family is here. Like it was like, very intense, like very like I'm I'm here to prove a point and I'm fucking sold on that.
1: Yeah, and Jacob Fowler, too, is going to Boston College, um, where he projects to be the starter as a as a freshman, too. Can't wait. Um, which is exciting. Um and even more so, like exciting, I guess, is that he's playing with um a trio of really, really, really good US national development program guys that got drafted this year. Gabe Perot. Will Smith, um and Ryan Leonard, I believe, is nice. on that team as well. Is that I think that's the trio of guys this year that are there. But you also have like um uh Philadelphia draft pick from previous year. I believe he went fifth overall in Slav's draft. Don't quote me on that, Cutter Gautier.
0: Oh yeah, All Gautier, yeah, here. okay.
1: So some, some pretty good offense and some guys to kind of look out for. And, you know, I'm sure he'll have quite a few run-ins with um, Lane Hudson, who's at Boston University. So um mm-hmm. exciting to see him go to a team that projects to be good. And hopefully we get to follow along with his progression as the, the years progress here. I'm glad that you brought that up because it's almost like <laughs> the entire fan base is sold
0: on – um lane hudson so it's like you know bc's gonna play bu and he's gonna get an opportunity hopefully uh if fowler does start this year and and maintains uh to see like him play against him uh because we already see lane as as, uh like the big deal like a big a big key asset we know what he's capable of uh to see him have an opportunity to block lane hudson is gonna be uh fantastic maybe it's just for me but I think that's going to be pretty sick.
1: No, I agree. Like, I guess me mentioning he gets to play Lane is because we're we're watching out for Hudson anyway. So mm. <laughs> you'll, you'll kind of get to see him even if you're not looking out for him, which I think is exciting. But um, moving on from Jacob Fowler, we also, you know, we got to talk about David Reinbacker. And uh, the way they were talking about him was really interesting. There was a couple things that stood out to me, but what was your I guess key takeaways from how they were speaking about his uh I think
0: I think throughout. the best quote that I was you know that that really had me like shaking my head yes was um oh fuck I think that was on Jacob Fowler. Maybe it was uh maybe it was David. When they were saying like uh nope that was Fowler because I was gonna say when they were saying everyone um everyone can reach that that level but he's already there and he already understands how to win so let me think uh go to yourself <laughs> i guess i'm just really blown away by jacob Fowler. so i, I gotta try to remember some david reinbacher moments
1: <laughs> yeah well i was i was really focusing on the way they were talking about um his defensive prowess and this is something that you know we've we've known about for oh a okay all yeah. time you've been we talking it. about Ryan backers that he is very solid defensively that he is going to be a stalwart defender in the National Hockey League I don't think anyone's questioned that he's going to be able to be a shutdown guy but they weren't talking about him as like a just one of those they were saying things like just sorry they weren't talking about him just as one of those like good shutdown guys that is reliable they were putting him in the atmosphere of Every Stanley Cup champion has a guy that shuts down to this capability. So you're talking about this isn't a comparison to use, but you're you're thinking of a guy like um oh fuck what's his name out in uh Carolina? I'm drawing a blank right now. Burnsy? Uh, <laughs> Pardon me. Burns. Brent Burn. I'm talking about a defense Corey. I'm talking about a defensive defenseman, and you oh, just brought up Brent Burns. <laughs>
0: My bad.
1: <laughs> You just said Car- <laughs> Carolina D, and I was like, Oh, Brent Burns. I I am I need I need a little setup, <laughs> I need a little help here. And oh, you geez. come out with fucking Brent Burns. On, dude. You know what you're asking. I'm not gonna turn around one day of, one day and be and be the No, I'm thinking of Jacob Slavin. okay. Um, kind of a guy like that was kind of how they were describing him. And they were even going further and saying stuff about how he never seemed to get rattled. He wasn't stressed. And, and, you know, you do think about that. And I think, you know, some of the stuff, I feel like the Habs scouting department seems to put too much emphasis on intangibles at times. And these videos kind of highlight that for me, but I do think in this regard, what they were saying was really meaningful. And I think it did carry a lot of weight because they were talking about how it was his first time in this environment not only did he lead this team to promotion, he led them to, like to stay in the league again. He's led them through the playoffs. He was playing as their number one defenseman at the age of seventeen. Yeah. And he was playing in a pro league with men, and he was thriving and getting better and didn't seem stressed. And that I know I do agree. Like, look, character only gets you so far, but I think that was definitely a um, a good thing they highlighted that I didn't really, you know, as casual f- fans, we're not really able to see. And I think that it does kind of, I do get why they rated Ryan backer so highly, if this is how they saw him, you know what I mean?
0: No, absolutely. Um, One of the only things that I, I, I truly remember was when they were saying, you know, uh, when they were talking about what he's playing at now, which is against men. And, um, the Swedish um, scout had said that you know they had seen him uh, play. I'm sure in person at one of the games, and um, they said that you know in in a moment where it could have been hectic, he was calm and collective and didn't panic. He f- like they just felt that he was aware. His senses were heightened on the ice, no matter um, you know like how how dangerous the situation can be as far as like staying in control. And I think that's huge, and um, that was very that was very helpful um, on my side to feel like they were, you know, the room strongly agreed that, you know, he he when looking at the defenseman was uh, a man against boys in a sense. Yeah, maybe um, maybe a veteran, you know, in a, in a room full of rookies, like his just his mind's so much
1: more developed. Who's that, Reinebacker? Reinbacher, I didn't really get that sense. I just got that they they feel like he isn't going to be rattled and possesses kind of like a like a dog mentality. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like, you they know, did say that. I've done, my, uh, I've done my due diligence. I've said mm-hmm. my positive things. Now it's time for me to, I guess, for lack of a better term, dog it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. fucking big horse guy struck again <laughs> and this motherfucking idiot going on talking about oh size is like he's got this rare combination of size and i hate like do i know and understand that stuff like that's going to be brought up yes what concerns me is that this guy every time we've seen this guy talk he's talking about size for starters Se- secondly <laughs> um this is something they chose to highlight. Like this is something they wanted to show in their fucking
0: right. Well, maybe you know it was I mean? just like this is Dar- this is all Daryl talks about. It needs to be the best, uh, the one that made the most sense about
1: size. <laughs> but like, why are they, like what this? Is why is he in the room to the if all is to he them, all these looking to make at them the happy about the pick? Right. And. I I don't know. I just seem, it seems very out of touch to me. It seems like an old way of thinking and stuff like that really concerns me. They were also talking about, you know, choosing skill. And I just, I don't know. I just, some of their actions don't seem to match up with their words, but the size comments that we were seeing were really concerning to me because you, you know, I, I don't think this team lacks for size all that much right and I don't think you should ever fucking draft for it
0: <laughs> yeah I do understand that well um yeah I was a little I felt that it lacked a lot of like it was very it was very one-sided and um i'd like I'd like to hear more of the arguments as to why we're you know we're moving these picks well this is this is our table of of guys we're looking at um instead of just the agreement side of it i want i want to hear why you know one guy was really against you know any 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 of the fucking picks any any of the prospects i felt it was just kind of like to make us feel like it was it was played in a sense to show us like this is what's this is the best moves. We made the best decisions. I want to see like the heart of the room, not just, you know, what they want us to think is the most effectiveness. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know how to fucking word that, but it just felt very clipped. You know, we, we left a lot of like the good, the good meat and potatoes behind to just give us a vague, you know, the future is bright instead of like, you know, showing us where they actually stand.
1: Yeah, I, I, I guess I see maybe that it.
0: sounds stupid. Um, Just felt a little disingenuous is all.
1: That's fair. Um,
0: And why bleep people? Who gives a fuck? Who cares to know how high he was on?
1: Well, it's not, Corey, it's a legal thing, right? Like they have to bleep out. They can't talk about other players.
0: Okay. all right. Maybe, I didn't know that, so.
1: Well, it's the same way, right? Like, if they release a video, yeah, sure, Mishkov wasn't on the team, but if they release a video where the Habs are like, oh, he's amazing, like this great player, we really want him, and Mishkov hasn't signed a contract with Philadelphia yet.
0: Mm, I see he, what
1: you're saying. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, it's it's tampering, and I'm sure that's why they... They bleep everything out the same way. You can't say we're going to work hard to try and trade for Sidney Crosby, right? Like you, you can't talk about other teams, players.
0: Yeah, I understand. I just felt in this situation, it would have been nice to,
1: I mean, you could have just bleeped their
0: names out, but like they have more of the in-depth conversation of, of why, why this and not this, you know? No, I do agree. They did lack like, that. I want to, Cause, cause I feel like, like the guy who was just dropping f-bombs and like one dude looked hella serious the entire time like it like nothing he was saying was <laughs> was everyone's you know the collective's opinion like I wanted to hear some of that you know like a bit of the outliers even if I, I have to guess who the person was I just I don't know it felt like we, what we got a I really, of people um, that was just very clipped down
1: what I was really kind of upset to not here I guess talked about more was um Chris Chris Boucher mm-hmm. the analytics guy the Habs hired yeah um which would have been a great chance to... for, uh, for them to like showcase him a bit you know well no I mean just mean like last year he was talking and clearly he's part of the conversation we got to hear him talk about
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know different players and how they were doing things but we didn't really get to hear his voice this um video and i would have been interested to see um what he had to say and i guess the reason that concerns me is because i'm wondering if maybe he was fighting <laughs> against yeah like he was he or... was against it yeah yeah is what i'm kind of saying because at the end of the day this it's pr right like they're they're trying to get you mm-hmm. to jump on board and be happy with what they're doing <laughs>
0: yeah i understand um i i wish we would have got a little bit of uh a little bit more of a insight on on some more players like um uh, i forgot his name but he had mentioned that you know uh you could find legends in you know um fifth sixth and seventh round um you know i know that they don't have all the time in the world but i mean fuck we had what eight picks I would I would have liked to at least have a little bit of lanyap on that.
1: No, definitely.
0: Um, you know, I understand. You know, Jacob Fowler and David Reinbacher are our, you know our our only two. I'm not gonna say big picks. Our first two picks, and they barely touch on Jack Eye. And um, I don't know if Bogdan who was who was the defenseman they were talking about out of Russia, but I mean I felt. You know, we had what one, two, three, four, five more guys, uh, including uh, Luke Middlestat out of University of Minnesota. We couldn't, we didn't want to talk about him at all, or, or he didn't make the cut. I just think that I would have liked to have heard about every one of the guys, even if it was for a second, like they did with uh, with Jack Eye.
1: You know. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree how can you sure. How can you
0: put a statement that these guys could be the future, and then? <laughs> We only isolate the top three guys because, you know, uh, for some reason we're short on cash and we can't have, you know, too long of a uh, an episode that we get once a year.
1: Yeah, I do think there was less content um, to be had in this year's video. But like I said, it, it was, n- excuse me, sorry, it was something new last year. So we were bound to get a little more from it. Um, but all, all in all, I did enjoy the video. I'm, I'm happy they do it and I hope they continue to do it.
0: Yeah, um, I might, I might be, apps, I might have wanted more, but perhaps in the future. You know, it's 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 still nice, nonetheless.
1: Yeah. So, but uh, but before we move on, um, here I believe we probably have a word from our sponsors. That's right, Mason. We have a word from our sponsors with DraftKings.
0: College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team can go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that lasts is great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York called 8778 Hope NY or text Hope NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 seven, 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsible on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Boyd in Ontario. That sucks. C C D K N G dot slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, Mason.
1: Beautiful. Thank you. Once again, DraftKings.
0: Kings. Yep. Pretty excited for college football. Not going to lie. Mainly because I haven't, I haven't had weekends off uh, ever. <laughs> so this is sick as fuck. Mason. Uh, LSU starting this weekend. And uh, I think, yeah, on the, no, maybe, I don't know. Fuck, Mason. LOL. Uh, I feel like they they start a couple of days later. Sunday. Sunday. That's right. Um, so, yeah, where do you want to take this? Oh, uh, Casey DeSmith. We never got to talk to him the other day, about him the other day. Um, it feels a we little have, weird. We
1: have talked about him, though.
0: We brought him up, and then you changed the subject.
1: We talked about him post as as a possible third goal against
0: stuff after yeah we talked about him maybe behind maybe maybe before or after the episode I don't remember much about him during
1: um, I promise you we can talk about him again we can talk about him again okay but um like I I I guess what I would if I if we're gonna bring him up I'll I'll just say I think the big thing with Casey to Smith is that. There's not a lot to talk about because I think the odds decrease every day that he is a Montreal Canadian for any significant, if any, amount of time to start the season.
0: That's what I'm saying. The like, where were do showcase where do we... him in
1: preseason? Uh-huh. And then he's gone because that's, I think that's Habs what I was saying. Do you
0: it. do you see us keeping him? Or did we move something else? I
1: don't know. I think he's gone. He's not waiver eligible. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, he was a cap move, right? Yes. And he's smart. has a strong
0: return as well.
1: Well, that, that's the thing with goalies. We always say the, the goalie market just isn't the same as players. People do not, and I think rightfully so, they people do not pay up for goalies. I, when was I the last that. time? When yeah. was the last time a goalie got moved for significant piece? Marc-Andre Fleury is probably the biggest goalie that got has been traded in the last few years and it was for nothing. Mm-hmm. Literally nothing. Not like almost, almost nothing. It was for nothing after he okay. won the Vezina. Thanks for breaking my heart, Mason. I'm just I'm just, you know, pampering <laughs> expectations. I'm just saying you know, um
0: I think this is this is a different this is a different game though and now Every team has to understand that it's a two fucking, it's a two-goalie league now. And yeah. I think that he can bring some promise. I don't expect the world from him, but I think, Corey, I think he's lucky. better than what we have. So why move? I, why keep him? Because this team's gonna be, you know, if if at best a flash in the pan. Um, I'm not
1: saying that have should keep him. They should trade him because if they trade him. They get cap space. but yeah, what they we're both want...
0: on the same page.
1: I know, but you got to let me finish here, okay? <laughs> why you haven't seen him traded and why you haven't seen the Habs make any moves is actually quite calculated, and it's because of the way the salary cap works. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, the Habs have made it very clear that they intend to put price on LTIR. But he's not on LTIR yet because if they put him on LTIR now, they they don't get that cap space back. It's a weird rule. Yeah, they they have to wait. If they wait until the season starts or preseason, there's some date, and then they do it, they get 10 million cap space. Yep, and then then it it
0: makes it easier on us.
1: Yeah, well then they get to make more moves and hopefully acquire more dead cap at the trade deadline for picks, right? Casey mm-hmm. Casey DeSmith, not only is he not needed because I think that the team well, I know that the team loves Allen, and I think the team believes that Sam Montabo is their goalie of the future. Okay. So they're they're not gonna I just don't see where Casey DeSmith fits in. Yeah. However, he has a big I hear that. Cap that he Mm -hmm. keeps them in the territory of, you know, using waiting to use price. And then once they trade him or once they, once he, once they wait till that deadline, they're over the cap limit. They put price on LTIR, then they trade them and they've got even more cap space. It's actually a pretty smart and calculated move. If you like, and I don't fully understand the, the way the cap works itself. I had to get someone to explain this to me, Mm -hmm. but that is essentially what the Montreal Canadians are attempting to do here
0: and that's fantastic that's the that's the thinking that this this team needs to get towards um is how to how do we manipulate the market to work for us um i also think that casey smith it, it's his time you know like this is his this is his best era of his hockey career um and we don't need that on this team because this team's not ready for that type of that this, type of game I, I he's better off be, becoming you are an very, I
1: must say you are very high on a 32 year old goaltender a career backup I might add yeah I think Casey Smith is a solid listen, backup in the NHL but I his think ability, his ability is time I don't know I just look at look I'm at the last hyped, what
0: two three years with Pittsburgh solid numbers good good fantasy guy when he's playing I mean, I know that it's silly to base it off of that. I know he's older, but there's teams that could that can move him into their game right now and be happy. Just like we were happy with taking uh, Allen behind Carey Price, he's a perfect fit for a lot of teams. I'm, I think the you know, Smith I'm, is. I think the Smith is a is a backup goalie. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not fucking putting him out immediately, but I'm saying he will strengthen the team, and a lot of teams are still, you know. They might have their number one, and their backup could easily be moved for something that that fits better.
1: Mm, fair enough.
0: And I think that of the three, he's the one to move, and that's not even because I like Allen or Montembeau.
1: It's, I just I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think
0: the higher look.
1: I don't. I disagree. I think Allen, it would be more sought after because he's proven more. I think Monty is younger, has. I think if you look at Montebos' stock, like the way he performed for the Habs, and then the way he performed for Canada, um, at the World Championships, like mm-hmm. Monty's really improved his stock and his outlook on his career. I just, like I said, I, I Desmith's gone. Like if he plays a game yeah, for the Habs, I don't, I'll be I don't surprised. see him playing. I don't see him playing.
0: I didn't see, think he was going to make it. Um, but yeah, I just hope we can. We can look back, and that that's a, a little piece that helped
1: us become a bigger. Yeah, I, I mean, Corey, I think if you're expecting anything, I think if you get a fourth round pick, you're ecstatic.
0: Oh, absolutely, Smith, Absolutely, what I'm saying.
1: I, I just don't I don't think that goalies, uh, especially I, yeah, I'm, goalies get much in terms of a return. No, it's
0: normally like a six round pick, and that's what we can be looking for with this. But but it's 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 anything it was something that was gifted to us to take care of something uh someone's someone's pay for 2 years at, at 400 i mean 4 million total and then we get to move yeah, that and huh? turn him into another asset fantastic well i know you got to run um
1: so let's let's close it up any final remarks um Nothing really, like I said, we still got a couple weeks before preseason really gets rolling. Once that's September, it's the 31st. This will be coming out on the 1st. Um mm-hmm. after that first week of September, things really start to roll. You'll you'll be getting those preseason uh training camp rosters put out there. You'll, you know, we'll be seeing stuff, footage, which is about. awesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about and um I'm looking forward to really getting into the the meat and potatoes of the NHL season here soon enough. So, uh, yeah, that's all for me though.
0: Awesome, man. Uh, really good talking to you. Uh, anyway, folks, thank y'all. Once again, this has been half nightly. We can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Goodbye.
1: You're listening to the hockey podcast network.